Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. Here it is, Monday, September 20th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Rookie camp now in the rear view after a couple of games against the Rangers rookies. Flyers win one Saturday, 6-3. Lose one Sunday, 3-2. Uh, but we have to wait and see the injury status of Wade Allison, who left the game. So, fingers crossed there for Wade Allison. And uh, the Flyers now setting up uh, for training camp with everyone in attendance coming up on Wednesday. Media day this week, training camp underway, preseason in just eight days. The first preseason game coming up on September 28th. So so a lot happening right now with the Flyers in around the NHL, and uh, we're getting very close to hockey season. It's getting a little colder out too, so it feels great outside. Uh, coming up, you're going to hear from Ian LaPerriere. He had a chance to address the media after the second game against the Ranger rookies uh, last night. So we'll hear his impressions on some players, including Morgan Frost, who had a great weekend, Tyson Forster, who, man, the more I watch Tyson Forster, the more I am convinced he is on a quicker path to the NHL. I'm not saying right now, but a quicker path to the NHL than uh, maybe I or even the Flyers brass imagined when they drafted him in the first round uh, a couple of drafts ago. Uh, Just an NHL release. He continues to play very well. His play away from the puck has gotten better. He's talked about his skating uh, getting better, and it has, and a lot of other elements as well. Tyson Forcher has had a good development camp and a really good rookie camp, as has Morgan Frost. So we'll see how that plays out, and we'll hear from Ian LaPerriere in just a couple of minutes. But before we get to, to Lappy, let's get to... One of the Flyers' assisting coaches kind enough to check in as we inch our way centimeter by centimeter to training camp. It's Flyers' assistant Mike Yo. Mike, we're getting closer. Yeah, yeah, we're we're almost there, and uh, I can tell you, everyone's fired up. Everyone's real excited right now, so it's uh, it can't come quick enough. So what's it been like the vibe in the building? Because there's been a lot of changes, not not only just with the roster, Mike, but on and off the ice with the hockey operations staff and. I imagine that that makes everybody feel there's a fresh approach to the way everything feels. Well, I, I guess the, the the word that I would, you know, it's would best describe it is just excitement. Um, you know, when I talk to any one of the players, uh, whether it's the whether it's the new guys coming in and uh, and joining this organization, or whether it's the guys that were here last year, looking at the changes that we've made, uh, looking at the group that we have. Uh, you know, whether it's the coaching staff or management, everybody is extremely excited. Uh, and obviously that excitement comes from optimism. Um, you know, I think Chuck did a hell of a job this summer, um, it, you know, addressed some needs that we had and brought in quality players, but on top of that brought in quality people. And uh, I can tell you that the players are getting along unbelievable right now. And like I said, everybody's extremely excited. Mike, we talked about this early in the summer, very early in the offseason, you and I, about the the amount of things, amount of boxes that the Flyers needed to check, um, areas where they needed to improve, whether that was that top pairing right side defenseman to play alongside Ivan Provorov, a high level player, add some grit, some toughness to this team. You know, you talk about some scoring and, and shoot first mentality with a guy like Cam Atkinson. Are you surprised with the amount that Chuck Fletcher was able to accomplish this summer? Because he certainly checked a lot of boxes. And I didn't know, I don't know that at the beginning of the summer, I thought he could check that many. I I would bet that even Chuck is a little bit surprised to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, first of all, obviously, 
you know, everybody's hands are a little bit tied in this league when you're dealing with a salary cap uh, system and, and uh, money is unfortunately a very big part of, uh, you know, what you're capable of doing. And Chuck was able to check all the boxes. And uh, like you said, there was, there was a, there was a list of things that, that, uh, that we had to almost sort of prioritize going into the off season um, because we didn't really think it'd be possible to, to check them all off, but, uh, but somehow he was able to pull it off. And, and like you said, I think uh, addressing, uh, uh, you know, whether, like you said, uh, not only having a top pairing defenseman, but also addressing the depth of our defensive group, um, you know, bringing in more, uh, you know, more depth and, and uh, veteran play, uh, you know, whether it's on the special teams or, uh, you know, five on five up front with guys like uh, Atkinson, with guys like Broussard, with guys like Thompson, um, and, and also bringing in a lot more grit and a lot more character. Uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty impressive what he was able to pull off. Yeah, it wasn't just acquisitions and trades either. He also extended Carter Hart, Travis Sandheim, Joel Farabee, who's coming off his a, a, a career-best season, and a, a guy named Sean Couturier. And the number started with a seven. I, I believed wholeheartedly that had Couturier gone to market, that number was possible to start with a nine. To get him with a, a, a you know a seven point seven five million dollar cap hit is almost unfathomable, especially coming off one of the most valuable contracts in the NHL. Yeah, well, I mean, Coots obviously nobody knows better what he brings to the team and how valuable he is than the coaching staff because we see mm-hmm. him in those situations and uh and obviously we're you know when we're analyzing the game we we analyze a lot more than just goals and assists and we see the value that he brings so um we couldn't be more thrilled with that i also think it says a lot about coots and his commitment to this organization agreed um you know to get that deal done at that time uh, i think that he was very eager uh to show and uh you know to be part of of, of flyers uh, of the flyers for you know for for a long time and and shows that he's very committed to to the city and this group and uh, and obviously that's a great message when you're dealing with uh, a player of that caliber and a leader like him as a guy uh, and a coach that is in charge of killing penalties what do you love about Ryan Ellis and just don't say everything yeah no I mean but the the funny thing is 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 that would be the first thing that you do say because he he is a very you know he's one of those players who um you know when Chuck asked me about him a little bit in the summer I, I compared him a lot to Matt Niskanen and obviously we saw what he did for us and we saw uh, when we didn't have him in that he's so efficient in so many different areas of the game um, maybe he might not be the best power play guy in the league, but he's very, very good and very strong on the power play. You know, he, you know, he, the way he exits the puck, the way he defends, he's so strong in so many different areas. And that's a great lesson for the young players. I think just to, to see a player like that and how consistent they are on a shift to shift basis. Um, you know, he, he's a winner. I've, I've played against, I've coached against this guy for a long time, going back to when he was in the American league. And he's a guy that you notice night after night because he's so difficult to play against. He's the, he's what, what I call an up a goal, down a goal player. You put him on the ice if you're up a goal. You put him on the ice if you're down a goal. Yeah, <laughs> that's a and, good thing. And, and that's right. And you do that when when the top players are on the ice as well, uh, which yeah. is more important. So, uh, yeah, he, he 
he, he again, he, he's won at every level. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a Stanley Cup yet. He's been to the finals, and I know he's extremely, um, extremely motivated to uh, to do that. But uh, we won a gold medal at the World Championship together. I know he won a, um, you know, a, a Memorial Cup in junior. And the guy, he, that's he's a, just winner. a winner. Yeah. 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 When championships and, you know, winning titles like that, are chock full on your resume that just shows you that you're a winner. Yeah. Um, l- let me ask you about Rasmus Ristolainen because <laughs> he's such an interesting guy and he played obviously in what's, what's right now hockey hell. Unfortunately, I hope they get it straightened out in Buffalo because it's a great hockey market, but it, it hasn't been. And during his time and, and going to be even before his time, but he brings this element um, of uh, just an insane freak athlete but also brings this element of, of being a real pain in the rear end to play against. Matter of fact, on, on Flyers Daily here, he said, I want to be a piece of shit out there. <laughs> and, yeah. and he'll drive opponents crazy by being that. Yeah, no, our, our players absolutely hated playing against him, especially our fours, because, you know, they're, they're, you never really know if he's coming down the wall to, to run over you or, if you know, if he's going to go into the corner, if, you know, his stick is going to end up in your kidneys or he, he plays, he plays with an edge and he, he plays mean and he plays hard. And, uh, and honestly, I, I think looking at our group that that's something that we needed, um, you know, especially on the back end, having somebody around the front of the net. Uh, is going to make it difficult to get there and and uh, and really not enjoyable to be there you know so uh so i i think he's very eager to bring that role and i think people are going to be excited and, and enjoy watching him play mike that real that kind of role really pays dividends in a seven game playoff series doesn't it yeah well obviously uh, you know what looking at uh at how tough our division is and, and how frequently you play those teams i think it even plays a factor during the regular season as yeah. well you know when you play when you play the team the first time it's one thing but now all of a sudden game two three um as players are going into those games preparing for those games it's nice to have that element where where players uh you know instead of getting excited to play thinking it's going to be a, a fun night a point night um, you know, maybe that they're, uh, they're, they're trying to think of that there's a way that they could get around, uh, going to the front of the net that night or going, being first on the puck in the corner. Uh, you know, that's still an element in hockey that I believe is, uh, that is a big part. Um, one of the things last year for you guys, and it, there was just a lack of practice time, you know, the, the schedule got even more condensed when you guys had the, the outbreak right after Tahoe. And that eliminated even more ability to practice. I mean, at some po- at points you go, do we practice? The guys are, are gassed or we got to just give them a day off so their bodies can recover and their minds can recover. How from a coaching staff standpoint, do you guys look at this and go, OK, full 82 game season? We're going to actually have some practice time this year and look at that as a real opportunity to, to keep your group going in the right direction and really teaching as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a, as a coach, that's one one of the things that's it's your. I don't want to say it's your most valuable tour to, uh, tool because obviously how you deal with the players and <clears throat> making sure that mentally and physically they're prepared. But um, you know, when you need to work on things in your team game or individuals need to work on things, uh, that's where practice time comes in. There's very there's only so much you can do uh, through video, uh, especially to build habits and, and uh, making sure that things are happening. Hockey's such a fast game. And so to tell somebody to do something um, and then just have them go out there and have it be instinctual, uh, 
it, that's not necessarily the way it works. A lot of times you need to get those things working in practice. So it just becomes second nature so that they don't, cause you don't have time to think on the ice. You know, you, you have to be able to re- react and, and uh, just let your instincts take over. And that's where you have to, you know, when you've done the job through practice, then you built the right habits, then that's when those things come through. And, and it drives you nuts as a coach, doesn't it? When you, when you know the problems, you see it repeatedly and you go, and you just can't get to it at practice to gain that spatial awareness and that muscle memory to do it. And it just drives you bananas because you just don't have the time to do it. That had to be so difficult last year dealing with that. You know, you can, again, you can articulate it, like you said, but articulating, it's not going to get it done at the NHL level. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think, and I talked to many coaches around the league and I think that was the most challenging part for everybody is, is, um, you know, as a coach, it was very difficult last year. If your team, was struggling or if a player was struggling to to get them out of that hole because you know you do that through work you do that through practice um that's where you build your confidence again that's where you build your habits and uh and obviously um you know we're we're very excited that we're going to have plenty of time this year um you know as far as working with the group working with the individuals starting right from training camp having a normal normal training camp is going to be very big uh playing ex- six exhibition games we didn't play any last year that's going to be really important for us for you know identifying the right groups of of uh you know players to play on the team who's going to play with who but again just establishing our team game yeah that you get that one-on-one opportunity to coach guys to staying after practice or going out early it's a way to gain individualized attention as well. And I think that's an important element too. Um, As you went through this summer, Mike, the coaching staff and your text message exchange is that you guys are all, okay, we've got to still decompress because it's going to be a long season, but there's this excitement there. Oh, Chuck did this, this change came, and now we have this uh, element to deploy. How does it feel now that you're here in Philly at camp, going to the facility seeing the boys on the ice rookie camps starting and training camps around the corner. Like, can you encapsulate how that feels for you and the coaching staff right now? Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you, I've been doing this a long time and I know exactly how it's going to go. You know, I, I came <laughs> into town a few weeks ago and you're fired up and you can't wait and you see the guys. And then all of a sudden, a few days later, you're like, okay, let's get to camp. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know that like now we're almost at camp, like, you know, next week, we get to get on the ice with our guys. We get to get to work. And I know that, you know, you're going to be, okay, let's go. Let's get to our first exhibition game. And then you, next thing you know, you can't wait for the season to start. Um, but uh, <clears throat> everyone's just excited. Like I said, it's uh, we're all extremely happy to be here. Um, and, uh, and I think that we're all very much aware of the work that we need to put in now uh, to make this excitement turn into something that we can really grab a hold of. And, uh, and I think the players are aware of that. Obviously we made the changes, but we still have to put in the work and that'll start in training camp right from day one. We got a good plan in place. Um, we got to get back to being uh, one of the toughest teams to play against, uh, you know, two years ago from a defensive standpoint, uh, you know, that's all teams would talk about is that just how difficult it was to play against us. There was no time. There was no space. Um, you know, the structure was there. The habits were there. And, uh, and again, right from day one of training camp, these will be the things that we work in so we can, again, build that identity of, of being a team that's really hard to play against. 
There's sometimes that identity. It's really good to go on the road early. And your guys' first road trip is you're going to go to Western Canada. Obviously, you didn't you didn't visit Canada last year. You didn't get to see Connor McDavid, who'll be the first road game this year. <laughs> it's exciting to get on the road. They go, oh shoot, man, we got to deal with McDavid. But anyway, uh, it's good to get the group together and go on the road as well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, you know, like when I look at the good teams that I've ever been a part of. Uh, they've always been close and, uh, and they yeah. play close on the ice, but they're, they're close off the ice. And, and, uh, and one great way for that to happen is, is being on the road. And, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm done talking about last year, last year is, is gone. And I just want to focus on this year, but I will say that one thing that the players didn't have, you know, basically we went on the road, we were locked in the room. And, yeah. uh, and so they didn't have that, you know, that ability to, to get together, to go for dinner, um, you know, just to, 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 to bond with each other, uh, again, so that you can have that closeness as a group. And, and that I really do believe that, that, uh, that carries through and close teams off the ice or close teams on the ice, in my opinion. Totally agree. You play for the guy next to you as much as you play for yourself, if not more. Uh, it's a great spot to end it, Mike. Um, I, I'm excited. I know the fan base is chomping at the bit as well uh, to get this whole thing going. I, I'm, I got like the countdown app going to opening night. I, I'm getting a little ridiculous. I'm driving my wife crazy. She needs me out of here. We need to get this back on the ice. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, thanks for doing this. As always, we'll be talking through camp and through the season uh, as always as well. And uh, looking forward to getting down there and, and seeing these guys play and seeing you guys, you know, push them to their limit. Thanks for doing this, Mike. All right. You bet, Jason. Thanks. Thanks to Flyers assistant Mike Yo for joining us on this edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertitas. Let's get to the head coach now. He was on the Flyers uh, coaching staff last year, an assistant last bunch of years, as a matter of fact. Now he's the bench boss of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. He coached the rookie games this weekend. Here's Ian LaPerriere's availability after Sunday's game. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure he's going to take it hard. I mean, no matter what, if it's uh... – a week or two weeks or a month or two months, you know, you put all that work in, in the summer, you, he came in, he looked great all week. He looked great yesterday. He played the way he should be playing in a rookie game. You know, he only knows one way to play. And uh, again, I really feel bad for him. And uh, unfortunately, you know, it's, it's part of the game. Injuries are part of the game, especially when you play that side of hockey. And, and again, I don't know what the injury is and hopefully he's, uh, it's going to be a quick one. How difficult is it to see just given the camp that he had, the development camp that he had, he fights the day before to stand up for a teammate? Like, yeah, I, I can't say enough. Like, I feel for those kids, you know, for kids like, like, like him just doing all that work and playing the right way. It's not like, you know, he could have came to camp and, you know, he played NHL games last year. Couldn't take it easy and just float out there, but he did it. He played his style, played physical, and it's probably why he got hurt, but. Again, uh, I really do feel for a kid like that. Yeah, you, had, you had Cam in the lineup today. Uh, he was good, but he, I feel like he's got another gear. And I'm sure he'll tell you the same thing here. Again, this first game in a long time, and the cams are, uh, camp, main cams around the corner. And I've been there before. Like sometimes you think about main cam before just a scrimmage like that. And uh, he did a lot of good things out there, and but I really do feel that he's got another, you know, another step that he can take, and he will. So I know uh, Tuamalo could play junior hockey next season. He, or this season, he could play pro. Like, what did you think of him? 
I liked him today was better than yesterday. It's a lot for him, you know, like uh, he came over, doesn't speak much English. You know, we t we taught them uh, some stuff this week and he's got that, um, he's got that look on his face there. He, you understand? He's like, yes, but sometimes he doesn't. And it's part of it. You know, it's, uh, he's a Finn again that doesn't speak English, but I, I thought he looked really good today. Yesterday uh, was like a, an adjustment for him. But uh, if he keeps going like that, he's, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know if he's going to play for me or he's going to play junior, but we'll see. Have you thoughts on the performance today, person and instrumental? Yeah, I like both of them. I like both of them. Like, uh, I know we gave up two PK goal there, but um, he made huge, a couple of big saves, like explosive save. And that's what, that's the new generation of goalies. You know, they, you think they're, they're beat, but all of a sudden they're over there. And it was pretty cool to watch. You know, I've, I've never seen him play. And uh, I saw UC play uh, last year while well, practice with us last year, but uh, it's, uh, it was it was nice to see like just the way he was moving out there. And both of them had great a uh, great week. You know they 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 look great all week, and um, I felt like they they looked pretty good today. With Morgan, um, it's one thing to see him develop the camp and see him just on the ice doing the drills, and he say he looks bigger, looks stronger. Game action now. You've seen two games of him. Does he look bigger? Does he look stronger? Does he look a guy who could be an NHL player? Right now? For sure. For me, he does. Like, you know, he was physical and I just talked to him uh, before I came up here and he felt great. He was a little bit tired. Like I gave him quite a bit of ice time, which I wanted to test him, you know, like in different situation, but I like to see him and uh, the management would like to see him too. And uh, I thought he, he looked great, you know, power play, he's, he's got those hands out there and PK, he played some PK in the last two days and such a smart player then he can adjust and um i'm just happy for him that he put the work like i said earlier like a couple of days ago he looks bigger he looks stronger and even in his battles out there he, he did and uh all credit to him he went back home and put the work in and it's paying off right now and he's just gonna build you know like you said he development camp he looked good this camp he looked good and now next step it's the main camp and um i'm sure he's gonna look great you mentioned the PK. I know he got a lot of time out there in the five-minute major. Is that something that they're considering if he does make the NHL team that he could have a shot to be on the PK? Would he be well, if he comes to me and Lee, he's for sure. You know, I, I believe in skilled players like that, that uh, they know what the other guy are going to do, you know, because they're on the other side, you know, they, they know what a skilled player is going to do because they're skilled players and he's got quickness. He's got great sticks and uh, he's got a great stick. And um, I told him already, I want him to make the flyers. I want, I hope he does. I, I hope I don't see him. I'll be honest. I hope I don't see any of those kids. I hope they make the NHL. And that's really my job to make sure if they do come to me to do everything I can to bring them back up. But I told him already, I'm like, if you come to me, you'll kill penalties. And I feel like when guys let, like that kill penalties there, they become more responsible defensively, five on five. And uh, we'll see. Hopefully he'll make the flyers. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's got great skills and um, he can help this franchise for sure. Kind of the opposite effect of Allison. You got a guy like Tanner Wisinski who's been waiting to get into the game after rehabbing all summer. So what do you think of his performance today? Kind of like him in all situations. I like him. Like he's been through a lot. Like, you know, he's had uh, surgeries, uh, Last year, and it was a tough summer for him just to recover from his surgeries, but he looked great. He looked strong and uh, good sticks. And I, lo I love what he was, the way he was on the bench. Too, with the, you know, we had a bunch of young kids there, 18 year old, like uh, J.R. Avon, Avon, whatever you said. I shouldn't, you know, sounds French, but uh, <laughs> um, 
uh, it calm everybody down and you need a guy like that and i really like his demeanor on the ice and on the bench too and um, can't say enough good things about him you mentioned oh. it's okay you mentioned you'll be next you mentioned the before. 18 years old in the American League, it's a tough hustle, you know that. What does he have to do to become a pro player? I mean, I know he's a pro in Finland, but what does he have to do? It's a different game in Finland. They have the huge ice, you know. It's a big adjustment for those guys. I've never. It's everything. All the reads you have, defensively, offensively, it's different. But skill-wise, it's there. Like the way he shoots the puck, you ask our goals, and which we did last week. You know, who do you have the hardest to to pick up that shot? And they all said the same thing. It's him, yeah, Samu. Like the way he shoots the puck. I don't know. I've never played goalie, but the way he shoots the puck, he hides that puck, and it's. A, you know, it's tough to, to catch, I guess, but uh, it's more the adjustment with the big ice and it's it's a physical, it's a little bit more physical on this side of the pond. But today I, I thought it was great, like physically, like he, you know, he was involved. Uh, he didn't, he wasn't afraid. He, he was staying in the battle. And that's what we ask our guys, ask our guys before camp when we do play those uh, scrimmages. I want those guys to um, not back down. I don't want any fights. Fights not really part of the game anymore, but um you know, I want them to hold your ground and stay there. Don't get pushed and push back or do, don't push back, but stay, hold your ground. And I thought he did that today. Yes, my man. Tyson Forrester had a really strong last couple of games, especially offensively. What's something that you stuck out to you about his game last couple of last two games playing? Well, uh, well, he can score goals. Everybody knows that, but it's the little things that I'm looking at. Like, you know, the, the way I've been asking those kids all week to reload inside the dots, and he does that. And you're stopping, stopping points, stopping at the net, stopping in the defensive zone there. And he does that. And he's a mature 19-year-old kid, that's for sure. You know, and uh, obviously he can shoot the puck like not too many guys can, but it's more the little things that we're looking at. And he's not perfect. Nobody was perfect this week. You know, a lot of those kids haven't played hockey in a long time. And uh, but uh, Tyson had a great week, you know, and his attitude's great. He's a great kid, and uh, I said that yesterday. I'll say it again. Sky does, sky's the, the limit for that kid. You know, he's so talented, and he's going to help this franchise. Uh, maybe this year, maybe in the future. Who knows? Hey, coach, what did you learn about this group as a whole? I love that group. Like I don't know. Like I know they're young, and it's it won't be my team next year because I get older guys, and I heard those guys are great too. But for me, just it's only in four days just to, um, you know, just to, to see them react to one another just the way like uh, when Wade fought yesterday, but no need of fighting, just blocking shots and and uh, somebody was in trouble. Five, we asked them, asked them once to do that, then, but they did it. And, you know, in the first and in, in the two games that we played, you know, they, they I didn't want them to fight, but I want them to. Uh, um, to be together and they did that you know they had one guy was pushing and he had five guys in there and again fighting is not part of almost not part of the game anymore but you can stand your ground and I felt like they did that uh, in the two games we played what was your message for some of those guys as they look ahead the next week and want to perform well well um, some of those guys are going to need some rest because I played them a lot in the last two games which they do before Wednesday uh, Thursday on the ice and uh a lot more of the same, like, you know, they built their, their game from the development camp to the rookie camp, and they just need to keep building on that, you know, little habits. And that's why I tried to do at the beginning of the camp, just to give them, I couldn't um, work on system completely, but I kind of give them a couple pointers to impress the, the management, to impress AV about the way AV wants the Flyers to play, Flyers organization from the Flyers to the Phantoms. 
And I just tried to show them a couple of videos, a couple of pointers, and they just need to build on that and they'll see more clips with the, with the main uh, training camp. They just need to keep building and growing. Ian, was, uh, was Elaine here today? Was he over to Oh, yeah. Everybody was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian, uh, has there been anything that you've seen from Mason Millman? Uh, Willman? Uh, Mason Millman. Uh, Millman, yeah. I, yeah. He cracks me up. He reminds me a lot of myself. I love it. Like, he, he, he talks, he talks, he talks the, the whole game. And I looked at him in the first. I'm like, you know, I like that stuff. And he's got the big smile on his face. And uh, I love that. Like, you know, that's his way to stay in the game and being engaged. And... I got no problem players talking to other players. I have issues when guys talk to referees, which we didn't have any issues in the past few days. But uh, um, I, I really like him. He skates well. He's a good skater. He's, he's involved. And uh, there were a lot of good surprises for me. Like, you know, like I've been here for uh, assistant coach for the Flyers. I knew those kids in the minors. But now just to coach them for four days, I got to know them a little bit more, get to know them. And, uh, you know, the way they play, the way they are off the ice and, I think uh, for me, myself, it's, uh, it's a big advantage. Good to see Ian LaPerriere taking the reins as the head coach, holding the hammer. The head coach always holds the hammer. What's the hammer? It's ice time in hockey, and he's got it. Uh, so good to hear from him. Good weekend for the rookies. And again, hoping for the best for Wade Allison. Once we get an update, uh, I'm sure you'll see it all over social media. So uh, everybody, thanks for listening to this edition of Flyers Daily. Coming up Wednesday, it's training camp. That's our next one. By the way, quick announcement. I should have said this at the beginning of the show. We're going to go to five days a week starting next Monday. We'll go to seven days a week once the season starts. So more content on Flyers Daily is coming. Uh, But in the meantime, we'll be back with Wednesday's episode. We'll celebrate the start of training camp 2021 right here on Flyers Daily. Flyers Daily.